Do you know what a night nanny is? Oh. Okay, you know what? Everybody does it. It's just like a regular nanny, except they come at night. You know, they stay over for a few weeks or a month, and they take care of the baby at night so mom and dad can get some sleep. It's no big deal. I don't want a stranger in my house bonding with my newborn every night. It's like a Lifetime movie where the nanny tries to kill the family and the mom survives and she has to walk with a cane at the end. Right, well, we had a night nanny. I don't remember that. The reason you don't remember it is because she only came at night. Craig, please tell me you didn't hire me one of those people. You have a lot going on. Get over yourself. Call her. She comes highly recommended. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 169. And my name is Scott. My name is Rick. My name is Dan. Nice. Where's my regular hosts? What have you done with them? Honey, honey, they're on a honeymoon. We went, we oh, went, that's true. We went forward in time and murdered them. Well, yes. Michael is probably in Hawaii by now. Congratulations to him and his new wife, Nicole. Congrats. Aloha. Amazing. Red just can't be here because he hasn't seen Deadpool 2 yet. Because we saw it early. We're special. Well, you guys are special, and I just snuck in the back door. You're special. Apparently when no one was supposed to. So on today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching before a featured review of Deadpool 2 from David Leach, stuntman extraordinaire turn film director, I suppose. Well, what was his credit? One of the guys who killed the dog in John Wick? Yeah, that's actually amazing. Yeah. That's really funny. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that There's later. There's a lot. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. I think it's actually Apple Podcasts now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's called Apple Podcasts. Sorry. They'll probably change really? it next week. Yeah. Huh. Our website's verticalviewing.com. Click on the donate button if you want to help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, renting out a slice of the internet. Costs a lot. Making internet pie costs a lot. Sticking in your ear. But Whatever. The pie you know. is so delicious. Yeah. It so is. audibly delicious. Patreon.com slash vertical viewing. That's where you can find bonus episodes that you can suggest. We got like Apocalypto on there. We got Dune. Speed, is Speed Racer on there? Not Speed Racer. Nah. On there. You could sign up. Somebody cough up for the dough for And then suggest that. But we do have Dune from David Lynch, which is Ooh. just weird. And I posted pictures of the fudgesicle fight. Was that real or was that photoshopped? Because I saw that. No, that's like I've never seen from the, the movie. Really? They, in in the movie fuck. Dune, they fight in these weird energy popsicles. And they sort of like bounce yeah. and hit these weird knives into each other. It's horrible, man. It was like Weird Al in UHF. It's terrible. So listen to that, guys. Yeah. We made fun of it. Patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Email vertical viewing at gmail.com. Twitter at vertical viewing. I think that's about it. Instagram is smashed up. It's busted. It's a disgusting animal that we need to just put behind the shed. But it stays alive somehow. Theme songs by the Anti-Theory. All sorts of goodies. Rick. Shall we get into it? Well, you haven't been here in a while, even though it's only been two episodes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw some nice, some goodies this week. Uh, I saw Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody's latest joint, oh, Tully. You watched Tully. Yeah. Uh, this is their obviously the third collaboration after Juno and Young Adults, and also starring Charlize Theron, who's in Young Adults. And I gotta say, uh, you know, released um, today is Mother's Day. Released a week before Mother's Day. Very great Mother's Day movie. Um, Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I gotta say, Charlize Theron is great in this movie. She like apparently gained like fifty pounds, and she looks 
like terrible in this movie a lot of the time, and it, it just looks like she has prosthetic. Oh, she's, she's pregnant I, for the first act of the movie. I think there was oh, some prosthetics. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. She's, for that. she's obviously she was not actually pregnant. Sure. I don't think she's ever been pregnant. So uh, you know, it's just a really funny raw. I mean, this movie is a great birth control. Uh, <laughs> oh she, yeah. She has. Uh, you saw this? Oh yeah, I did, man. Did you enjoy I, it? I, I'm echoing every sentiment you just said in every way, especially that last one. Uh, and like, I really liked young adult just because it was such a kind of a mean portrait of like, people don't have kids. People shouldn't have kids. Are you don't have kids <laughs> or like appreciate you know, or husbands, please appreciate your wives and oh, your, yeah, that's your mother's the message. Ron Livingston as uh, her, like kind of like checked out, um, uh, husband and the father of her children is like so good. It's like the perfect Ron Livingston role because he's clearly a nice, okay guy, but he's just like, like kind of there right there's like so many scenes of him just like playing video games is he in bed in bed bed. which is awesome is he in his zombified state still persisting from office space right he he got hypnotized in office space in 99 and he just i mean he's still a a zombie it's like a natural evolution like he's clearly a responsible adult human being and father but there's one scene where someone talks about how like uh uh shirley theron's character um uh, was it marlo Marlo, yeah, Marlo, that's correct. Yeah. She, she, she like leaves the children, and then they're like, "Wait, weren't you home?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess." So they weren't alone, and it's like, I, it's just like hilarious because like she just doesn't get it. He doesn't count apparently, right? Yeah. yeah. How could you just like leave the children home alone? <laughs> yeah, uh, you were there. But the story here, Tully is not the mother character. Was she some sort yeah. of surrogate or, so, or nanny or something? Or? Yeah. So it's played by McKenzie 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 Davis from Vancouver, from uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Fun fact: There's a there's a very similar sex scene. There is. Wait, what? They mesh with a 3D hologram and an android. Well, we won't spoil it, but there's a very similar sex scene uh, as the one no. Twenty Four Nine. You gotta see this yeah. movie. Is it like some Handmaid's Tale shit? It's, it's not. Right it's not unlike that. Right you, you did say there was some crazy spoilers for Tully, which sounds so. Basically, yeah. the movie is plotless, right? Not the 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 premise is she's having her third kid. Uh, they're not like super rich or anything. Her 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 brother, or played by uh, uh, Mark Duplass, is wealthy, and he offers to hire her a night nurse just to get, get so she can get some it. sleep. Right, that's the entire premise and plot of the movie. So, you know, I would say a good two thirds of the movie, you're like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. this. is really nice. This seems, but like, I I started thinking like, like how is this movie going to end? There's like nothing to end this movie, right? And there's a there was a way that wraps up the story thematically. And uh, it like I, I could it is a spoiler and it's just really interesting right and mm-hmm. I think it works but there's also depending on your opinions of sort of motherhood and uh, postpartum depression all these things it could be a sort of cop out right and uh, I, I think it's really interesting I think the perspective from Diablo Cody from Charlize Theron and from Jason Reitman is really interesting so him being the director of Juno how would these two movies work as sort of a double feature like he's making. A movie about young motherhood, so like, and then right. now a film about you know older motherhood, so, so I, to speak. I very much think Juno, a young adults, and uh, Tully are like a very symbolic trilogy of movies huh. that are completely different. Um, basically, have nothing to do do each other, like narratively wise, but thematically are evolutions of every step of sort of like that's cool female uh, adulthood, right? Mm. Obviously, Juno is like basically a teenager, maybe like a, a almost a young adult. Uh, young adult is actually about like um, like a approaching middle age like someone who should be an adult but clearly aren't and and also in the terms of motherhood who doesn't have like the the family 
that she's seen reflected in her peers and the other people around the world too. She's she's, she's arrested. Yeah, she's arrested. And then Tully like full on your mother and how terrible that is. Huh. Did you feel though? And I have to ask without spoiling it. Do you like th- there is like the the big you know. You know, Shama Lama Namalan moment. There's a uh, twist. In, there's an actual twist in this. Uh, I, I, I'm hesitant to call it the twist. Okay, I, I think it is. I, you got I think me. that's the only way. Like it, it is. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like interesting. And like it will definitely make me want to reevaluate the movie. Maybe uh, it'll definitely make you see it in a different lens. That's no spoiler to say that by the time the movie's over, you will be like, oh, I didn't think that was what that was really going to be about. Huh. But uh, at the same time. It's like, uh, that feels really like kind of tacked on and a little bit like rushed. It's more like, you know, that doesn't feel as earned as, as cool as it is, but it's a shame because what they're getting at for like, like Rick was saying for like the first two thirds is some really insightful stuff and some really wonderful character development. And you feel, you know, like this is, uh, I thought it was a really good character piece. Hmm. So and I was like, by the okay. time it ended, I was like, you know, I think there was a way to take this, to stick this landing without having to go with what's essentially kind of a gimmick. Um, but they didn't, but I, I still kind of enjoyed it because I was like, oh, I kind of dig that. I kind of, you know, that's my jam right there. So I, I would disagree with some of the things you said at the beginning, but I just still had some problems with uh, what the reveal is. But how it sets up who the character of Marlo is. Like throughout her life, uh, you know, she runs into someone. She like it suggested she had a she's like bisexual and had a had a long term, and then that person is really disgusted with her and how that sort of plays out. How you get this like entire history of her? Uh, I thought that was great, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's tough to talk about without talking more directly. There, mm-hmm. It's it's there are things that you you kind of like. That's why I really want to talk to other people. Yeah, seen it. Okay. I I'm I'm probably gonna see this now. Yeah. So that was Tully. Okay. Approach is more of like you know this kind of like more of a black comedy than this sort of like you know oh, uh, Cameron Crowe esque you know commentary. Fucking, yeah, a little slight feel good about your life at the end of the day. Yeah, comedy. yeah. It, it, I did not feel the way I felt about Vanilla Sky's ending. That's that's <laughs> for sure. That I thought like I I, I was physically ill. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, else do you have? I saw this uh, movie, Most Likely to Murder, starring Adam Pally and Rachel Bloom. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, it's like basically Garden State meets sort of like uh, Disturbia. Um, like Adam Pally plays this like guy who was like a huge deal in like high school and stuff. And he's like a loser now. And he goes back to his hometown and tries to get with his ex-girlfriend. And Vincent Carthizer from Mad Men plays his like childhood neighbor. And one night he drunkenly thinks he sees him murdering uh, his mother. And so it's it's this weird like coming of eight like thing about like Garden State returning home and like dealing with you, yourself as a failure and wrapped in this weird sort of murder mystery. Oh, okay. And it's the premise sounds super like tired and stale. Did he direct this? Uh, no, it was directed by I think it was uh, Dan Greger, who okay. is uh, Rachel Bloom's wife. Uh, sorry, husband. And he's like a writer producer on her show Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he apparently was used to be comedy partners with Adam Pally. Okay. And so it's just like a super yeah. indie comedy. It takes place in like Long Island. And you know what? This movie is really charming. Like the performances are great. Um, you know, you there's only so many ways that you think that this kind of story that you've seen before can wrap up. Is the guy a murderer? Is he not? Is Adam Pelly just full of shit and a horrible person? Um, it's really well done. There's some really good jokes. I got to say, there are, there's this one gag in the movie that it, is worth it alone. It's like, you know, if you, uh, you've seen a lot of movies like we have 
where you know how like the soft music plays and two characters look into other each other's eyes and they kiss, even if those two characters are like totally random and shouldn't be together. There's a riff on that that I thought was absolutely hilarious, and then it builds upon that riff, and the payoff is amazing, and it heck, it comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and it's so it was so funny, and uh, I, there's been like this is it's a really like another radar movie. And one of the reviews I read described it as basically kind of like a series of sketches that are sort of like revealed certain character things. And I would agree with that. And it's really like this movie could easily just been like something you just totally forgot ever existed. I think it's really charming. But is it like fairly silly, like tone wise? Or is there any actual dramatic or sort of tense moments? Uh, It's both. It's like it really it's it's a mashup of different genres. So it does. Okay, it does operate on. Yeah, it's like there's it's like a lot of stuff about friendship, about facing who you are as an adult, just grappling with your failures and like going home. Um, uh, One of the characters is uh, (laughs) Garden State sucks, though, right? Yeah, but this movie makes fun of Garden State. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is is it like the the scary movie version of of Garden State? Is it just like broad parody? No, like? no, no. It's it's like a straight, it's a straight movie. Um, there's this one cop character, and he's hilarious. He plays the uh, the husband of one of uh, Adam Paley's other uh, other ex girlfriends. And there's like this gag about them having a made a sex tape, and him like wanting to find it. That it's just so stupid, but it just like you don't think this could be at all satisfying. That sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah, like it's one of those things I just threw on and I watched the whole thing straight. It's like 80, 90 minutes. It's like really. You saw it on Netflix. I, it's on streaming on video demand. Okay. It's uh, I think it was like out by Lionsgate. Like they're like so it's direct video. I, it's one of those things where it's I think it was like uh, same day release. Like, oh, it probably okay. opened yeah. up in like yeah. nine theaters one. or something. Yeah. And it, would, it played by South by Southwest. Okay. Yeah, all right. Nice. Anything else, or yeah, just got a couple more things. I just want to quickly say that uh, last time I was here, I talked about uh, Atlanta. The season finale was this week, and I gotta say, it's one of the best seasons of uh, Robin season, the best seasons of TV I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so like that that Michael Jackson whiteface thing. Oh, but like legendary. Basically, every episode has been a standalone episode that's unrelated, yet thematically it all comes together. And the season finale. It totally, it's it totally addresses everything that's gone has gone on, and it could have it could basically be a series finale. It closes up so many ends when like the story is not about plot at all. And I just gotta say, you know, Donald Glover has an, has an amazing month with his SNL and Crazy. his new single "This Is America," and his director Hiro Murai just got a big uh, development deal. This this show is amazing. That video feels like it's torn out of Atlanta. It's a just, little bit, right? The, like in, in the, the sort of from the, coming from the same place. Like uh, the the perspective of young black men from the south and like their lives and their problems. Uh, you know, this depiction of black women. It's just so thoughtful, and it's just it, like Don Glover wanted. To, so he said he wanted to make a show that showed it showed non black people what it was like to be black. And I, I couldn't tell you if that's accurate, but it certainly feels that way. I mean, well, I watched Family Matters back in the day. Oh, I mean, Reginald Vell Johnson, right? Isn't he the... <laughs> the quintessential black man. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that that's amazing. And uh, the last thing is I just rewatched uh, the first Deadpool because it was on cable. And I got to say, like, we'll obviously talk cable. about... <laughs> we'll talk about Deadpool till later, but that movie, like, I don't think it's the greatest movie ever, but it's so lean. It's so... Like, you can kind of tell, like, 
they put everything like if you hear production story about the production you know they had to cut 10 million out of the budget yeah. like a week before and it's so scrappy but that like, actually helped the movie almost to be like, much more stripped down and the and movie focused. moves right and like yeah. the movie is all about deadpool it's and like it weaves in all these other characters everyone gets their moments and it all works it, it it's not the best looking movie i certainly think uh Tim Miller, this was his first movie. He's, he's a, like a special effects guy. But it's like so competent, right? Oh, it's po- it's so polished, right? There's not a single f- like flaw on it. Like it's, exa- it's exactly what they wanted to execute, right? Like you have a vision. Totally. And then you, th- and that's what movies a lot of times should be judged on, right? And you can it, kind of tell that they like that the, the, they wrote the script like six years earlier, right? That you could kind of tell that they totally refined it, right? Like it's just the it they will their way to exactly what they ultimately put on screen. Well, the, the whole uh, chase scene with Deadpool jumping into the SUVs and uh, rolling them that I think that was previs yeah like a decade ago and that, that quote yeah. unquote leaked and the yeah. outcry, the outcry of that got with the movie greenlit. Yeah, and it was all done by one of those like really like super high grade effects houses that just do like yeah. cinema quality. Uh, and I remember simulation stuff at the time that movie came out. It was just so refreshing because we were at only the beginning of the the current wave of superhero movies and like the MCU and like all that stuff. And like I've seen that movie so many times, and it's like I mean it's a stupid, silly movie. It's so ridiculous, but it it like it really feels like a movie, like a film. And uh, obviously, like I'm gonna tell you what I think about Deadpool two later. But this like, sounds like a little bit of a like Deadpool Two feels like foreshadowing, almost like the antithesis of Deadpool One in many ways. Yeah, uh, for good and bad. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, this sounds bad. No, no, no. Dan, what do you have for? I'm going to work backwards because I, I mean I had to watch Deadpool One before I went to go see Deadpool Two. No, we already talked. About, I already talked about it. you. Don't you don't get a chance? <laughs> You're done. You're done. <laughs> I was going to talk about it too. Oh my god! Really? Everybody watched it? No. Uh, just to throw my two cents in, I don't think it's. I, I think it's good. It's very lean. It's very quaint. It's very quaint in comparison. Um, but I don't want to talk about Deadpool all night. We got to get to the, good, the real good stuff. Uh, and, like you probably just watched. You were never really here like ten times. In oh a row. man, I wish. I wish I could have. <laughs> uh, no, I actually went back and revisited some other episodes of uh, Atlanta before the finale because mm-hmm. I'm such a huge geek on that. Chekhov's Golden Gun. So if you've seen episode one, you know they know what they're doing. Just I'm just saying that if you watch episode <laughs> one of the new season, you know. Chekhov's gun, baby. You you it's, set that. It's, it's Cat Williams' golden gun. So you you figure they'll go to a different like thread, story thread in the next season. That's why this. Know, that's why this season had a title. It's impossible to know. Okay. Like the the second to last episode yeah. was a flashback that had really very little motivation to it. Right. There's like I'm sure they have, but it's it's impossible for us to predict without being in their minds. That's okay. what's so amazing about the show. Anyway, I really like Dan. It. Do you have any fresh goodies though? Any fresh goodies? Yeah, none of those rotten goodies. <laughs> none of none of none, any, none, any, none, yeah. none of my spillover. Oh oh oh! Just just the just the the best parts floated to the top of my mind. All these thoughts. Um, you know what? I I had to get into this week. Uh, just had to. Just had to. One of the things I had to get into this week was uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine because I just got tired of motherfuckers talking about it on the internet. So because I'd, I'd never watched it, so I got into that. Oh, um, it's pretty good. It's not bad. What what, it, what, are you, what are you up to? 
Sorry? How far along are you? Oh, not very far. Like, I don't know, season one, episode like eight or some shit. Are the like that. First, oh, it gets so much better. The first seasons don't look too good for me. That's no, all I've, I've watched and I've seen. They're some good. Clips it's from just it's like, no Parks and Recreation, but like I'm getting into it now and it's like I'm I'm feeling it. They're, they feel like the, the season one of the show seems to feel more like season two of Parks and Rec, where they got over like the, the, the messy part of it. You know, season one of Parks and Recreation is not good. This time they figured out, okay, we know our characters yeah. or how they need to be better. So, and there's like a lot of similarities and, you know, a lot of parallels between those two shows. But anyway, if you didn't know, it was canceled on Fox after five years. Just picked up for NBC for a uh, sixth, 13th episode season. So Picked up like 24 hours later. No, okay. This is really annoying because like, uh, if you Brooklyn Nine-Nine is produced by... Uh, Universal, which is NBC. So they're like, we and so had the reason- it and we sold it and we shouldn't have done that because uh, we didn't know it was going to, like, they said, like, we didn't know, like, no, no. Andy Samberg was going to be. No, no, no. The, 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 <laughs> corporations sell their product to other corporations all they the time. They do that all the time. But they said they it, wish they hadn't. No, but. <laughs> this, Dan, this sounds like some not sort the- of strange money laundering situation. Yeah. So the reason Fox canceled it is because they didn't own it. And so it was a good chance that NBC or Universal were always going to pick it up because that's a good commodity for them to have and for them to extend the life of it so they can make more money. But for like, I don't like it was this is going to be the sixth season. Whoever ran NBC six years ago might have whatever for whatever reason, whoever ran Fox. There's like all kinds of reasons why shows get on put in certain networks that you know, that people who get paid much higher than us or who might not be smarter than us deal with. That being said... Oh, yeah. They canceled uh, Family Guy, for Christ's sake. Fox, you know, twice. Uh, and they probably should cancel it now. <laughs> uh, so people, like, it's a very beloved show, but that beloved doesn't really benefit Fox, and now it's going to benefit uh, Universal and NBC. Uh, anyways, both those shows you mentioned, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, Parks and Rec, are co-created and produced by Michael Schur. And I've seen all of his shows, and he was one of the producers of The Office, too. They're great, and I would say Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's maybe not as good as Parks and Rec, but it reaches though, definitely those heights in later seasons. And it's a really great show. Yeah, I, I, underest- I underestimated it, for sure. I saw people sharing a lot of those cold openings from the amazing. show. Some of them are really fucking tight. Yeah, Michael Stewart is famous for saying, like, you should really make a show, make the first ten episodes, and throw them away. And then continue making the show yeah. because he's, then you know who your characters are. He's and- all about character, and like a lot, like a lot of people from The Office and Park X Rec show up in Brooklyn Nine Nine. And like originally, yeah. the sh- he hired um, Andy Samberg because Andy Samberg was a guest as a park ranger on Parks and Rec. And it's just a, one of the great ensembles in comedy today. Uh, really diverse too. Uh, a lot of great. Oh, I mean, the Captain. Yeah, Hall character. that's why everyone's so pissed off when they canceled it, right? Because it had such like a diverse. Sure, but it, like cast that, that, or whatever. There was always there was like a really good chance that show was going to be picked up, and I would say that NBC Universal probably exploited that for as much as they could when they picked it up. Um, what Dan? Dan do you have any other goodies? Set you up, Rick. Tree of Life. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> I think Rick hasn't made it through that one. No, I do not like Terrence Malick. Please tell me more. Uh, Rick, Rick's had his fill. I think Rick's had his can fill. Can I talk? Can I say, Sorry. I'm going to start a subject and I'm going to talk about it. God damn it. <laughs> you could have interrupted uh, me many Bro- times. Brooklyn 91. Here we go again. No, I had to watch the Tree of Life. Uh, sorry, I didn't have to. I wanted to again because uh, they just announced that Criterion is doing another uh, of their big old fancy. Oh, right. Like, yeah, they're doing a three hour cut of the movie, right? It's uh, 50 extra minutes. Yeah. Is that so more, about a, more like, Sean Penn minutes? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they haven't announced a release date yet, but they've been working on it for over 
a year. It started way before them, but they've been working with Malik for over a year. Uh, this is a film that I love. I know it's just like, me too. You bring it up, and you're just gonna get like so much like hate. Fucking people love to fucking hate on Terrence Malick and let let him have at it. But that movie just feels like I don't know, man. Like that's on a different wavelength. You know, it's you don't, a, it's a meditation. You right? You don't get that film. That film gets you, or it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you really gotta. You're either gonna jive with that with that wavelength with that vibe that it's got to it, or you won't. I happen to really like. I yeah, that's the the shit that I meditate to right. Well, there. he I feel like that was the the best example of his f- sort of this improvised new, style. This and is he new really, Malik, yeah, new Malik pristine. But you he, know, he ran with that and fucked up his own that's idea, what, right? Yeah, yeah, he basically like has bastardized like the best part of it. Now he with you know, no matter how you feel, and I happen to like because I'm a Malik, you know, fanboy through and through. I like Night of Cups and Song to Song, even though they're both considerably weaker films. Like, I like Song to Song more than Night of Cups. I, I, Night of Cups was excruciating, I thought. But like, it, it feels like he's going backwards because like yeah. those two feel like they should be the experiments that lead up to uh, the masterwork that is Tree of Life. Instead, it's we seem to be going backwards uh, in time with yeah. that one. But and you know, does that linear. hold up on a re- like knowing that he sort of fucked his own idea up and like the execution of this style? It's Does still it, so striking when you revisit and you it, go back and look at it. Like for me, anyway, I almost kind of didn't want to because you have to like really invest that time and that effort to like sit through it properly. You yeah, know, put your damn phone down while you're watching that. Well, one, and I think, I think to understand Malik properly, I think you need to watch his films in sequential, like sequential order of release. Yeah, because they they get more. There's there's distance between the first two and well, he didn't make a movie for twenty years. Twenty years, and now he makes a movie every year. Yeah, right? it's strange, yeah. right? And so yeah. to, to understand, I think f- the gap from Days of Heaven to Thin Red Line, and then the New World, and then yeah, yeah. I love reading about all the people who have been cut from his movies. As well. It's it's insane. He's yeah. one of the most fascinating filmmakers to study because written yeah. reclusive. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It, like he's exact everything you want in a, in a yeah. weird. It's fucked almost up like artist. he has to he, he has to struggle to contain what his ideas and what his themes are. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's like yeah. so he's so talented. And did you, Dan? Did you see that article about Knight of Cups and the? Oh, so good. Uh, Which one? Oh, who's, who's the Tom, actor? Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon from oh, Reno Nine. It's just like uh, you, yeah, yeah. When he talked about what it was like, was that with the one where he talked about what it's like? like <laughs> yeah, he'll like, just... write something on a piece of paper and he'll give you no preamble, and you just ever you have to take whatever he wrote on that piece of paper and interpret it yourself. You yeah. yeah. So you're an oh, extra okay, in the cool. back of a scene, and he'd be like, "Your wife died just one night ago," and you're just like drinking at a party, and you're like, okay, what? So now drink your drink like your wife yeah. died last night or something. He gives every extra a little backstory. That's, it's that's fantastic. Crazy shit. That's like crazy. It's just like a different way of filmmaking. He's just but nuts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it was good to see it again. Can't wait to see it again uh, immediately. Like I can he's watch got a new movie. The day I die. So, so you had to rewatch something in anticipation anticipation <laughs> of rewatching something. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. It was more like uh, I, know what, I was like my emotionally. I was like, oh fuck, I am on a tr- like tree of life. I could use that. I could stand to see that and take away a new lesson every single time that I. See I, I want to rewatch it because then I'll know what is different. In the new cut, oh yeah, well, like when I get that Criterion, I'm just gonna watch the new cut. I well, don't if to... I if you haven't seen the movie in a while, then you kind of won't remember if it's new or not. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, but anyway, that's about it. I I got a few goodies before Ooh. we get into DP two, but they're all bad. Like everything I watched is <laughs> shitty. That's better. Yeah, I I got? finished Jeff Vandermeer's latest novel, Born. And it's oh, amazing. Nice. I can't tell you anything about Wait, it. Is, more, is that related to the uh, Southern Reach? Southern Reach? No, it's separate. It's uh, okay. it's about this woman who finds 
a weird sea urchin squid is, creature. Is in, this one about Matt Damon or Jeremy Renner? Neither. No. A what? There's no born Oscar Isaac. There's no treadstone in this at all. Clive <laughs> Owen. No, wait, uh, uh, but this, yeah, it's in this weird post-apocalyptic thing, and there's this giant bear named Mord, and he's like ten stories tall, and he uh, he'll just murder you. And this woman finds a weird little sea urchin in his fur, becomes her new best friend, uh, and the the book is fucking insane. Born. I can't wait until that's made to a movie. That it already no has. Money. It already has been optioned. Yeah, exactly. And no one and no one sees it. Has Netflix already picked up? I'm no sure. For in, in international only. I, I rewatched Iron Man two and three. They're really weird. Yeah. Well, I two is garbage. Horrible. But and three is three is weird though, right? I would say it's a great uh Shane Black buddy comedy or action movie and not a very good Iron Man movie. This, he goes off to this PTSD. Maybe he, he visits this little kid in I think North that's Carolina. It's like refreshing about that. It's I mean, really interesting, right? You know, I, I'm not much a fan of Iron Man one or two, but three I was like, you know, I can kind of dig this is more like a let's just sit down and have some time with this character. It's actually uh, an interesting one to throw on. Although, I feel like people rarely think about Iron Man three and it's yeah, I, it's I, actually I, one of the mo- one of the more different entries in the whole series. For I sure. wish Shane Black has gotten his way, and uh, Rebecca Hall was would have been like the main villain. And oh, that she's actually good in it. Because like if you read about like the production, she got fucked over. Right? This Did is she? before sure. this is before uh, Marvel Studios was separated, and uh, the head of like Marvel proper, Ike Perlmutter, who's like crazy. You look him up; he's like a big Trump fan. Um, like <laughs> he like dictated like she couldn't be the villain because they wouldn't sell toys and all these oh, things. No. Uh, it was. It's pretty hilarious, and it just makes you wonder, like, how much more Shane Blackie that movie could have been. That sucks because she's really good in it. She's a fabulous actor, well, and she and there is a little bit of a bait and switch, right? For she is a, a villain of some sorts, very briefly, right? Yeah, but, but like she's sort of a pawn in a larger her scheme. and another character. She gets used, yeah, yeah and yeah. then uh, I. I also watched. So okay, guys, you know how right. Ron Howard's directing Solo, and everyone hmm. thinks Ron what? Howard's. Yeah, he's he, he came in, guys. Well, well, it's breaking news. The well, Phil, 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 Lord and Chris Miller, they're, they're out. Lord and Miller, they're gone. Ron Howard's finished. The movie comes out in two weeks. Are they still shooting? They just brought Ron Howard in, but everyone loves him because he's cute and he's opie yeah. and not a very good director. So Remember how he made Inferno? That's his last movie, guys. Was that the last thing that he made? Yes, before and I had, to, I had to the, double check that the he directed the backdraft. No, it would have been better if it was. But they're still, if you believe it or not, making Dan Brown, Robert Langdon movies. I they are fun, not. I have a very important I think question. They're making Lost Symbol. I think I, they I are. Very, how long was Tom Hanks' hair in this movie? I think it was regular. Regular. Okay. Yeah. But I did watch The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons, sort of like the last three quarters of Da Vinci Code and the first three quarters of Angels gotcha. and Demons. You do, know, on do, TV. Do his co stars progressively get better looking and younger? Why is he? Why is Tom Hanks always with a dark-haired European woman? Why is Robert Langdon always? Yeah, it's like some on... sort of like I think it's a Dan Brown's contract because they're like yeah. ran that way in the book, and he's like, no, I, it says brunette. If it said blonde, <laughs> I would have written her as a blonde. I think being Dan Brown would be probably fun because he just goes on vacation and then just writes adventures about where he goes on tour. Yeah, like he, it's the stupidest shit ever. It's really yeah, great much. when you're reading it, and then once you're done, you're yeah. like, oh, that was terrible. That's for idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how uh, I read the, the Da Vinci Code, and I was like, oh, who's the villain going to be? Wait, there are only five characters. Yeah. be one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, but it makes you think that it's... Yeah. It's yeah, it's so stupid, man. Yeah. Uh, shall we review DP2 and get some chimichangas going? DP squared. 
What in the fucksicle is this? My name's Cable. I'm here for the kid. What? The kid? Move or die. Kids give us a chance to be better than we used to be. He needs you. You're a lot smarter than I look. I ain't letting Cable kill this kid. But I can't do this alone. Can you speak up? It's hard to hear you with that pity dick in your mouth. We're gonna form a super duper fucking group. We need them tough, morally flexible, and young enough to carry their own franchise for 10 to 12 years. We will be known as X-Force. Isn't that a little derivative? You're absolutely right. Now, let's go get our fuck on. After surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Miami's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavor, finding a new taste for adventure and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. That is the official plot synopsis sent by 20th Century Fox. Some of that's accurate. That's way better. It's like thematically accurate. Wow. Awesome. Deadpool 2 is directed by David Leach and stars Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, Zazie Beetz, Brianna Hildebrand, <laughs> uh, and Julian Dennison. Yeah. Who Ricky Baker. Pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Baker. He, he's a really bad egg. <laughs> I mean, he, he essentially played Ricky Baker in this movie, he is right? A, yeah. Another bad egg. Yeah. Another like, ba- yeah. The character like is indiscernible except for he has powers. Yeah, he's older and more powerful. Oh. I yeah. was I was shocked by how much he's in the movie. I don't think it's character work, but let's let's talk about Deadpool yeah. 2, guys. We're reviewing this early, we should say, so there might be some spoilers. We'll give you fair warning, mm-hmm. but we saw this early. This is probably going to make a ton of money, and I think general audiences are going to freak out, I think. I think, yeah, I think for sure this one's going to just... I don't think it's going to make as much... It's so crowd-pleasing. Yeah, it, but it's so crowd-pleasing, like, just back up the dub... Like, yeah. I, 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 I can't tell if it'll make more or less. Uh, it, it could it's, go it's either gotta, way. It's got to make more, right? Yeah. It's going like, to go bigger worldwide, but maybe slightly smaller domestically, because that first one caught fire. Also, yeah. I think because uh, that first one was released in February, it had, like, the Black Panther, like, nothing around it. It just had... Called, called and it, the and legs, it was baby. Uh, marketed somewhat as a Valentine's Day thing. Oh like yeah, a, the like marketing a, was amazing. Like a romance film. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, and like Solo comes the week yeah. after this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that if you love the first Deadpool, there is much more of everything in that first movie in this movie for better and worse. So the highs are way higher and mm-hmm. the lows are way lower. Um, I really enjoyed this movie, but I I was I felt like I was beat senselessly. Like the movie just starts off, and you and then you gave in until you enjoyed it. Honestly, as you said. It, it's so confident. Ryan Reynolds is so funny. Like most everything is good that you just kind of give in. But if if I was if as we break down the elements of the movie, like this is it's almost not a movie, right? It's just like there's so there's time travel now in this movie. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> uh, Josh Boland basically plays like a combination of the Punisher and Terminator, right? If it's, you know Cable, you know he has time travel no, powers, right? But even in the movie, they make fun of how like that Cable is like such a convoluted character, right? He's they like even the f- got like the Marty McFly photograph on him <laughs> too to be like, how close are we? Like, yeah. oh gee, we can yeah. only see one way. And there's like no explanation for his character in the movie, right? He just travels in time to do a thing, 
and it's revealed like what his motivations are and the crux of the plot. But like there are so many this spoiler this spoiler this movie has so many like surprises. There's twists, there's uh, cameos, yeah. character reveals. Um, they they clearly wanted to pack as much in to be crowd pleasing, right? And so while I enjoyed a lot of those things, it, it, it's almost too much movie, right? It's still a it's, scant like two hours too. It's like a, like not only is this like a summer blockbuster, this is a summer blockbuster sequel, and they know it, so they know. Like like the new poster that they just released, like you get the whole fucking kitchen sink. Like you bring it out. There's nothing that you don't have in this movie. And yeah, if like like Rick said, if you if you love the first one, oh, you're just gonna be like jizzing your heart out for like you know two Everything hours. Everything is here. Yeah, I, like I loved this movie. I I think Deadpool one is like still a better film, but I think I enjoyed this one more. I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this one more. Like Deadpool like one is more charming. But Deadpool Two is just so over the top and hilarious. There are so many re- like moment, like more like money moments, moments in general in this movie than the first one. And, yeah. and it's it's edited so quickly that you're missing. Despite a slow start, the, you know? the action is I think almost recklessly paced, where you can't. I can't, I couldn't even really soak anything in. But the, yeah, there's no geography at all in any of the action. But but you know. even the jokes are almost paced in that. In that way, there's too. There's like, so many. So many jokes. Yeah. Some real, like, I'm sure they added some of because, like, Deadpool wears a mask. They added some last minute. Like, it's just, like, relentless, good and bad. Um, I agree with Dan. Like, this is probably a more watchable movie. Like, you're probably just going to, like, there's so many money shots. I'm going to buy this motherfucker. Let's put this <laughs> uh, one. I, like, to me, the first one is a movie, and this is, like, ba- not one or barely. But, but they could have, like, the way they start out, my first thought was, holy shit, they're making Deadpool 2 an actual movie like right before like the title card comes up i'm like this is gonna be a movie and then by the without spoiling it by the end of it i'm like no this is you know just more of a lark well it ends up closer to infinity war or, or yeah, some yeah See, that's exactly. what i think bothered me a little bit about There's so Deadpool. many new characters in the movie and and deadpool yeah. one felt like its own thing and it, and it was so lean and, and amazing and tight and all yeah. everything that we've said but deadpool 2 feels a lot more feels a lot closer to the kinds of things that it's actually trying to parody in some mm. ways. Uh, yeah, I think so. Right? Where yeah. it's like actually... Deadpool 1 really builds, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't think the, like, uh, Ed Screen, like, Francis, I don't think he was a particularly good villain, but he was a villain, and he was an antagon- a real one. There's, like, not really one, like, Cable's kind of the villain, and there's, like, other characters that are revealed. It, it keeps shifting who we think is the yeah. true... Yeah, and, like, enemy. honestly, like, it's... it's The, the, the movie's much more about, like, Deadpool kind of becoming a father and, like, these weird things. And so a, a lot of it is just great, but it's just... Yeah, it's so... It's, like, so relentless. It's, like, they pack, like, three hours of movie into two hours. And, mm-hmm. like, all the X-Force characters, they, you know, in, in the trailer, in that montage, that's all you get of them, really, right? Ooh. Yeah. So, that might be a spoiler. No, I meant, like, we don't, like, we don't know who any of these characters are. Like they there's they have get more to do and more action, but like I, I couldn't tell you like who like uh uh Terry Crews' character was, who all these other like I, don't, yeah, I, c- I couldn't tell you what his power was. Even Zashi even Zashi Beats who gets more to do, like I think she's great in the movie, like she does a, a a lot with very little, but like I have no idea who she was, right, really, right? Well yeah, I think it's there's, they they even make a comment, right? I think Ryan yeah. Reynolds says nobody's going to upstage me, or not that yeah. it's funnier than that, right? He says, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. along those lines, but I am still the protagonist, right? Yeah, and, but there's like such like these digestible, like attractive little trading card size, like new characters to add. Here's Bedlam, Electricity, it's fucking Terry Crews, strong as shit, you know. Here's the dude with the 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 puke. Here's uh, Pennywise the clown. Yeah, as a, as isn't a that amazing? Oh my, that was uh, uh, Skarsgård. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and. Uh, <laughs> 
Rob Delaney's Peter. Oh yeah, the that breakout. Hilarious. And there's a character called Vanisher. The Vanisher, which yes. we won't spoil now. I I, I was expecting so there's much an alien too. There's an actual alien. Yeah, but I was expecting so much more payoff from those characters than we got, and and yeah. I, I, I felt like it wasn't extended long enough for it to pay off. In in in, it wasn't short enough, and it wasn't long enough. It just didn't I, sit properly in the movie kind of if that makes sense I, I without think how they being ha- specific i think how they ha- get handled is brilliant you do eh? And i just want to tell everybody that i think it's <laughs> okay uh, the I handling mean, I, of x-force is brilliant we should, I, I, we should probably get into spoilers i, I saw it better in another another movie that i'll mention really yeah it's a spoiler though yeah i don't want to um but yeah yeah it, it, it really the, the film deadpool 2 begins with a spoiler and it actually really bothered me to be honest that the, the, yeah, the film took kinda... this this direction is I, very cheap I, right i hated that so much didn't didn't it feel like a very cheap lazy way to sort of throw away the first movie and, and or reuse yeah the characters in a disposable way i, I d- mean, didn't like how it i'm happy that they that they made that really important and there's way they that they make it important that's probably the the the, the the only part that's really plot heavy in the movie, but yeah, like it, that plot point in its just basic idea is very annoying. It did, yeah, the the first twenty minutes are pretty rough. Uh, yeah. I mean, that opening credit sequence is pretty amazing. Bond Celine style. Dion is amazing. It's the James Bond sequence or yeah. the credits. With, I mean, yeah, with, yeah all, that is incredible. All the gags that they use again in this movie and they just like dial it up is are, are hilarious. Like. The the post credits, all like the interstitials and things like that. It's, well, the prologue is is sort of strange, right? He's hunting all of the international not, gangsters. It's really sort of totally separate from. It has nothing to do with anything. And then there's a scene where uh, people like kind of attack him, and we have no idea who those people are, why they attacked him, and it's never revealed, right? It's I think it's of, the one that he. Is it a spoiler to say? Because remember at the end of the montage, he's like, "Ah, the motherfucker in the panic room." I think it's that guy. Yeah. He's like, haha, I watched Leave in My Panic but, Room and I got but, my boys. But it feels like there's timelines that don't match up. We we have to spoil it because yeah. this this whole thing starts de- delving into character deaths like within the first five minutes. So, so yeah, I want to just reiterate, like, we're releasing this before the movie comes out. Do not listen to this. If um, you haven't seen the movie and you care. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. if you haven't seen it and you don't care, you, you that's fine. But, like... This movie, like, I generally don't think, I don't care about spoilers. Like, I think they're stupid. This is loaded. This movie, like, is designed with spoilers in mind. So, like, if you're a per- person who doesn't enjoy spoilers, please wait until you watch it and revisit it. Because there are a lot of doozies. And and the film begins with Deadpool saying like I'm I die in this one right yeah I'm gonna die this time too, yeah that's, that's the beginning of the movie which and is- and he blows himself up on a on a, a whole big pile of gasoline and yeah. I, I loved it it was hilarious and it goes into the James Bond sequence <laughs> and then we get the flashback and I thought we were gonna have more of a similar structure to the first film here, right because where we we have we sort of build with the present and everything's gone to shit and we sort of flip flop yeah. between two main action sequences at the, the beginning f- and the, end. yeah two the first one yeah. starts in media res and then it slowly builds up to where he gets the movie and explains it and then we move forward to re- but resolve it yeah that yeah. doesn't happen in this one it's pretty straightforward no well and Vanessa gets shot pretty much immediately oh, with no so, with no consequence right so, yeah this is cheap in in comic books that's called fridging because it's a lazy way to give your uh, a male superhero or a character stakes by killing off his girlfriend and uh there was a famous uh uh comic book of green lantern where they literally murder his girlfriend and put her in a fridge and oh. that, that term has ever been ever was fridging 
And I really love Marina Baccarin. And I thought she was a weird heart in the first movie. She really helped to make that believable and yeah. more than just some dumb throwaway comic book also, relationship. It's part of the love story in the first one. I, I yeah. found it so convincing. That holiday montage where they're having sex throughout all the holidays. That Brilliant. was hilarious. Brilliant. Yeah. And the fact that her character is so problematic because she's like a prostitute or something. Yeah. But yeah. it works. Like you, I, I, I totally believe they were in love and when he got cancer... He, well, yeah, it's really dramatic and it hits hard. There's no moments like that in Deadpool two at all. And just and if away. for me, if if Deadpool one was one of the among the top ten or fifteen movies of that year, mm-hmm. this is not going to make any lists. I don't think for anybody, is it? Probably not. And it's no. for reasons like that. With the the weight of these characters, seems to be sidelined for just straight gags. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so like what ha- what happens with X Force uh, pulling a MacGruber is pretty. It's oh, funny. Yeah. It, it is actually a MacGruber right. moment. That's right. It was done way better than MacGruber. Well, that's. I think it works better but, there because it you don't even get a chance to even get to know any of them, right? Mm-hmm. In this one, it, it. I almost thought, are they actually dead? It, it, it took too long. Yeah, because for like, it to be funny for me, like they sold you. They're marketing all this as like they're building up this team. Like the the push of like all these trailers and TV commercials is we got to get a team together. So I'm thinking like shit, like hell yeah, they're gonna have a team and this is gonna be like a kickoff and they'll go through some shit. And this is all the stuff we just haven't seen in trailers. Is like how they bond and shit. And be like, <laughs> and nope. Weather like, reports. Them right away. Weather reports uh, it, indicate cra- it's going to be high winds. It's yeah, crazy for the parachute the, jump. It's the crazy that the taxi driver from the first movie is now like an X Man. Love that. <laughs> Dopinder is amazing. Uh, that guy is hilarious. The courage stalking so the uh, yeah. I, I'm hoping he gets to actually join the X-Force or maybe he has a secret superpower he didn't know about or he, he'll be he, the lab guy. Yeah, he's really good. And he's the, such a perfect like Deadpool. How does he have a Batmobile? How does he get around? No, he rides around in a cab. It's yeah. it's a perfect Deadpool kind of bullshit character <laughs> thing. Um but yeah, setting up this dead girlfriend thing pissed me off. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to recover. Um, yeah. But luckily, the movie does you, distract you with this uh, Russell ta- like storyline, right? But, We're quickly introduced. It's, it happens so quickly, though, right? I know, right? So Deadpool but, dejected goes back to uh, Xavier's palace or but he mansion. Also, like he keeps trying to like wanting to die to go visit her, and all, there's all those like moments where he's in like some sort of like you know afterlife place where he can't like. You know, touch yeah, through the plasma really weak, wall, right? But then, given like going straight to like the big like a spoiler at the end, given that all of that is undone, isn't that kind of like saying, "Hey, here's you know, Amazing. eight minutes out of your movie but that a, don't really matter." I have a question um, though. Are, sorry to waste and your time. And it's undone in the credit sequence. Just are, the whole thing. The whole are, thing's undone. Are post credit scenes canon? I don't even know. Oh, I guess that's a way to to bring Vanessa back. Like, just I think completely yeah. dispose of any weight that this. It's really disappointing to me, man, because yeah, of how sweet and tender the first relationship was for such a raunchy bullshit movie, mm-hmm. and Deadpool 2 uses Vanessa in such a shitty way, mm-hmm. and, and it's completely pointless. So there's no reason to care about Wade's emotional state at any point in this movie, because it's undone with such almost like casual... Although you could... Yeah. You could be. You could argue that all the X Men universe movies just undo. Other they movies, they do. Right? They well, do. That's true. Yeah. And that's what's happening during those credits stingers, which are among the greatest. Right. Let's. Yeah. But also, shouldn't we have been seeing like the Patrick Stewart like 
era because like Deadpool's now like when we see that very brief oh yeah that cameo by the way because I saw Beast and that was why are they the 80s and 90s yeah Yeah, I was wondering about that why isn't it Kelsey Grammer I I believe uh, Halle Berry so does Deadpool 2 take place like in the 80s or 90s no you know Uh, what you know know what it is got an iPhone they just spliced probably a shot from one of the other movies oh yeah yeah. into the doorway of the mansion I wonder how like what they did with like Brad Pitt too so yeah, the the Vanisher turns out to be Brad Pitt, who was which, rumored to uh, at one point to be possibly playing Cable. Okay, <laughs> so but it doesn't look like any recent Brad Pitt. I mean, image. It's so like, it's shot it's his such face a for flash. like half an hour. He just yeah. probably signed a thing, right? At it least. looks like like some glamour shot from um, a f- fucking did, did, barber shop. Did you guys hear about the one post credit scene that they cut? No. no. Okay, so this is, apparently this is even too much. Apparently, Deadpool goes back in time and visits a baby Hitler. And Are you, you fucking around? I don't know if this is true, but I heard this. They was no. test screened. I read a report online, so I think this was a huge grain of salt. And I thought, like, I, I, that's probably a good idea they didn't, they didn't put that in the movie. Uh, that sounds hilarious. But what happens? He just I, he just shoots Hitler, and that's sort of one of part, with a pillow, part of those assassinations he's doing at the end. I yeah. guess yeah, does he okay. go full Freddy got fingered and just like swing that motherfucker around by the umbilical cord? Oh my god, that that would have brought the house down. Like it would have been inappropriate, but audiences would have been fucking losing it, man. Yeah, you know, everyone loves the scene in Inglorious Bastards, Bastards where Hitler just takes those yeah, machine guns. The in the, yeah, it's it. A baby. People is love still seeing baby, that shit. Right? Yeah, that is fucked up. It's not like a baby would have a mustache. Uh, so, guys, what do we think of Josh Brolin as Cable? Because I'm not a fan at all. I mean, I thought he he looks bored. He to was me. he acted the well role well, but his yeah. problem is he's in a different movie, right? And he's like straight serious, but not you know like because at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, they set up that they're going to be a buddy pairing, which they are in the comics. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know what that's going to look they, like. They don't have much chemistry together. I hate to say, but they're like buried really, together, right? They're like yeah. antagonists for like eighty percent of the movie. But they should be like when they share a scene, there should be some kind of you know kinetic energy there, even if they are like antagonists. Even though we all know like oh, Cable's the quote unquote bag. Like he, by the way, he flips really easily, and they're like, yeah, oh, I know, Cable just tried to kill us. Oh, I was just fuck. standing here in a hoodie. All right, cool. And then the ending where he sacrifices his one last charge to go back in time and save his life I felt, that felt so unearned right, yeah, right? Yeah. it's like why you don't give a shit about this well guy. I know yeah. my wife and kid are safe it's like, oh yeah so you don't care but, about seeing them ever again like I like Deadpool he's a straight up bad dude he's a murderer and like <laughs> he has some morals but like he he's not cool right well there's a lot of deus ex machina bullshit being oh, brought in with tons. with the, 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 the neck braces oh yeah taking away your power like, th- there's so much lazy screenwriting I, that, here. That, that is literally the plot of an entire another X movie that hasn't been, we haven't seen yet, right? Well, The Last Stand has, there's a cure No, but I mean, like, thing in it. that one plot point, which should be, like, its own whole movie, right? Oh, yeah. That's enough to fill a whole other, yeah. Oh, his power's gone. But in this, it's just used when it's only convenient. Yeah. Uh, y- Yeah. There's so much rough bullshit screenwriting. It's the same guys who wrote the first one, so I don't get... With the now credited uh, Ryan Reynolds. So That's what, right. what happened? How many did you count? By the way, how many references to Ryan Reynolds himself did you catch in the movie? There's quite a few. I count. Oh, I signed the thing, right? Yeah. Uh, there's obviously the brilliant, brilliant like green credit, Green Lantern thing. If there's, I know there's another one. Um, 
there's so many movie references oh though. My God. It's, yeah, it's I almost, can't even count. It's, it's almost again, exclusively film references. I mean, I mean, he calls Cable Thanos. He calls like the Goonies. Yeah, uh, One Eyed Willie or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. does. He does that great joke about like the box office of the Passion of the Christ. Oh, that is being, so funny. Being slightly above his even, own even domestic. His thing, yeah, the domestic internationally was so funny. Yeah. You, you almost want them to. Like maybe put a stinger on this that reflects something like like South Park, right? Where you have like stuff that's happening almost day and date when you put a stinger in or something like so oh, you can yeah, be like as right. as up to as date as possible. The moment, but uh, the things that didn't work for me, the dubstep bits. Yeah, that was a joke seven, that just fell flat. But seven years too late. Like, why are we making fun of dubstep all of a sudden? Like, yeah. we 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 already made fun of that. You right? Know, you know what I was really angry about in the first Deadpool? Uh, the the big song for all the the marketing was uh, DMX X gonna give it to you. Yeah, yeah. And then it shows up at, during like the climactic action sequence in the end. And so for, I thought they were going to do the same thing with Deadpool 2 because all the trailers... LL had, Cool J. Oh, Mama gonna, and I, that's an yeah. awesome song. And it never shows up in the movie. But we do get X going to give it to you at yeah. the start of the film. Yeah. What? That was so, so annoying. So what ha- we don't know what happened. Why? Is it not in the end credits? No. It's just people just making different decisions behind the scenes. It's marketing being like, Fuck. okay, we're going to do this because it worked well in the, like with X going to give it to you. Oh, like, we don't want to put that in the movie. I was so people, jazzed for that song to show I know, up. I know. I love that right? song. It, it feels it's like so almost good. like synonymous with Deadpool now, right? Like he would have acknowledged it and been like, and now, you know. Yeah. The superhero song. landing kind of. Yeah. Oh, my God. That cue, show killed And he would me. go like, cue the X or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um. Got a bit weird for me when Russell heads to prison and he's 14 and he's with a bunch of like fucking disgusting <laughs> prisoners. A, a who are, lot of talk of like of oral rape. Yeah. That I around, was like oh. around like a 14 year old kid in prison, which is just that prison just seems so weird. It too. felt just fucked up. Just one really distasteful like joke about his mouth. And I was like, oh, he, like, this isn't right. Yeah. This isn't right, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did like the central prison wallet though. <laughs> yeah, that's really also, good. Isn't it, that's isn't, really good? Isn't that whole thing the plot of Looper? Is there? Wait, 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 wait. Yes, that's oh, dude. Yeah, that's yes, right. yeah, yeah. Thank you. I've been, I've been, I've been it's the exact same thing, right? my fucking yeah. brain. Yes, it is Looper because it's about saving some fucking dumb kid who's going to go on a path of destruction later in yeah. life. It is actually Looper. Bros, we figured it out. It's like <laughs> trying to stop him before his first killer, before that moment happens that like he yes. there's the the, I, the point of no return. For I, him. I, I honestly, it's been driving me crazy. What what the plot I of love Deadpool it. is reminding me of, and it is fucking Looper down to a T. That time travel. I love Eddie Marzan, but he was useless in this movie. Yeah, I'm kind of distracting. Also, like, you, you knew he would be. They couldn't have hired a guy who was already bald. Poor guy. I wonder if that'll ever grow back. No, that looks so fake. Just like a fake because it was dome. clean. It was like super clean. He he's a good villain in everything he does. He's an amazing actor. Yeah, but, but he, he was useless. You know, when he shows up in this, he's just going to get thrown to and, the side. Because in a way, that he's like the real villain. Yeah, I suppose. he is and, the real villain of the movie. And we get no. I think this film really suffers from not having Russell's story as the prologue. If we had been introduced to that right off the bat, I think because the movie just transitions so clumsily and awkwardly into this whole looper yeah. fucking storyline because they it's set up like they're like Deadpool has this huge attachment to the kid and that's like the the heart of the movie and it feels so unearned especially when his uh wife all or she says is your heart is in the wrong place and he's yeah. like what does that mean oh my god the, this is what the movie's going to be about i have just, to find that out just like infinity war though too they had that talk about oh we're going to have a kid one day and then he's like oh i'm going to find a surrogate son and peter i, I mean firefist or whatever his name is <laughs> 
Yes. Fire fist. Yeah, that's brutal. Peter Parker, Parker fire fist. Are there whatever. fisting jokes? I think there were, right? There were, I think. A At least two fisting jokes. Like, to a 14 yeah. year old. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just maybe kept that. Maybe just like. You don't have to put everything in, guys. Put that with Hitler. Just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> let the child rape go with Hitler. Maybe. You can have fun guys, making the movie, too. He's a, ba- he's a bad egg. Come on. <laughs> yeah. A bad ba- egg. 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 Uh, so what do we think of this whole central uh, truck sequence? If you live in Vancouver, like we do, you couldn't yeah. go anywhere last summer without seeing a gigantic fucking train on every road driving by all the time. Or if you're yeah. lucky, like him and his little scooter, like zipping they, around. Yeah, I got to see that. That was fun. Yeah, they, they filmed that right outside my office. It was so distracting. And then we are the, where we watched the movie downtown was like a few blocks away from where they filmed a lot of yeah. the movie. Yeah, too. yeah, it's funny. It's very much like more so than the first like Vancouver in the movie. Well, yeah, and I th- he says, I'm going home. I, I think it's an oh, alternate move, they version move, of Vancouver they for move, film. They move locations of his apartment because the first one was in Chinatown. Now it's in Gastown. Yeah, you can see 525 Seymour Street. There's all sorts of shit, yeah. which is why a Deadpool statue should really be a thing. But who knows? I've we got might... my heart on for Vagina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can have t- dual statues. That'd um, be great. That's such a Deadpool I don't know. Thing. Like, it, uh, this movie looked a lot better than the first one just because David Leach is just a, a better, I guess, visual uh, visualist. But then there were so many rough parts with the CGI, like on that truck sequence. Some tough ADR, uh, too. Yeah, that yeah. truck sequence, like somewhat like when the thick, it just, it just didn't come together, right? They like, I feel like they overstepped. It was like, and it's so kinetic and frantic, right? Yeah, like the geography of the action. Like the, the, where, the where pacing on the truck right now. It's well, just yeah, like a blur. I felt like I I had no time to enjoy any of the money shots. Right there's yeah. there's one money shot that looks like Brolin is sort of running up a taxi cab and he sort of jumps on top of it. Yeah, I mean they hold on that for a fraction of a second. And everything is so reckless. Same also, with like, like, like Domino slow mo thing. Yeah, like there's like dialogue going over it while it's happening. It's like that's a money shot. Let me enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, and, and her playing with luck. There's a lot of great stuff yeah. there that they could have milked way, way harder. I think oh, you can yeah. lean oh, into I, some of that really beautiful, been way more setups for that little yeah. sort of lucky strikes. Yeah, the ending where she just gets to seven. Uh, there's a coat. I just thought that was perfect. Like seven. Lucky Sevens. I wish they had, they had yeah. done more to like make that gag more of a thing. Yeah, I I, I feel like she had a lot cut, including yeah. the whole mo- motorcycle sequence, which we don't even see anything of. Which I think actually, they were just like, oh god, this is too tough to put in. Let's so just- the stunt woman died on set, and the whole sequence has been cut. I mean, it's I, hard to I say. Suppose- they could have easily cut it because someone died. They could have just cut yeah, it. It, it couldn't have worked. worked right? Maybe yeah. maybe it, like even if someone hadn't died, maybe they just would have cut it too. Yeah. Right. But what I'm guessing is, yeah, it's very true. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if Lucky's character, instead of sort of hopping in from above, maybe had jumped, like had ridden a motorcycle up to the train and then sort of jumped it, and they just sort of cut it, you know, with her jumping just, from the. I, I don't know. I just trying. I'm trying to figure out where it would have fit because these movies don't. It's not like we're shooting. Lord of the Rings movie and entire sequences are shot and never used. But I'm they, sure it fits in somewhere to the existing film in some way. But they also very cleverly like shot some of uh, like Bedlam or whatever in the street, like just like fucking punching a guy to the ground. And as we all know, the poor guy doesn't even hit the ground alive. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Is that in the trailer? Yeah, it's in yeah. one of the trailers. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all over like the Instagram marketing. It's like meet Bedlam. It's like uh, him like punching a dude on like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Street. it's hard to say because like uh, with every kind of the, one of these movies, they do reshoots or additional photography. They did a yeah. ton of them here. Yeah, and apparently like the movie tested so well, but people wanted more certain characters, more Cable, more uh, Domino. 
which I don't even think they have that much. No. That's what's weird. Yeah, I have to wonder really what the truth is because I'd really love to see. I'm curious what the, what the original cut with the movie was, right? But yeah. the, the, like, cable's not compelling enough. Whatever they also, reshot didn't do anything. Had, or, like, you, I can't see why anyone would have wanted more of that. So, uh, Josh Boland got fucking like. Like pretty swift oh, but yeah. like th- those scenes without a shirt and like how the machine kind of blends into his skin i thought that looked really rough yeah it looked yeah. like spray paint it looked like spray paint bullshit it looked yeah. like uh yeah. like mortal Kombat, like annihilation <laughs> oh no like kano or jacks or whatever yeah well, you, you know how like the first mortal Kombat looked pretty good for at the time and then mm. none of the cast returned and they yeah, cut the budget did, did, did juggernaut look good oh no it looked terrible no that was like really rough yeah. that wasn't yeah, that he wasn't was no, good. No, was Vinnie it? Jones. You know, he was completely, Leotard. completely digital. And and even Ryan Reynolds or Way Wilson commenting at the end. Here comes a CGI fight. Yeah, which I that I was mean, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if they see it and know. Okay, with this Col- looks bad. With Colossus, who never goes into human mode. You know what's yeah. funny? Do you do you think that maybe they they cut these movies and then they stick. Reynolds into a booth and have him do a commentary track and then be like, okay, maybe we can use some of that. Oh no, like, uh, have it that right, meta, right. and you're watching the movie and commenting on it. Now that now that he's all disfigured, Ryan Reynolds has been on vacation in Australia for the last like three years. Yeah, he's, yeah. not even in these. No. Yeah. Just earning that writing credit. Yeah, real hard. yeah. <laughs> he's just like goofing on the beach all day, being like, "What if?" He's just Dick voicing, ball. voicing, voicing over uh, ads and Celine Dion music videos. Yeah, he's uh, playing uh, on the I beach don't somewhere. think that's actually him in the Celine Dion video. I heard that's just like a dude, really dancer. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's all the heels and stuff. Um, that's the beauty of playing a character with a mask on, right? I know. I know. It's like how like uh, it's completely digital. Like Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't even wear anything now. He just wears yeah. like a fucking jumpsuit, right? It's he's like, like I'm not gonna wear a helmet or anything. They hired like uh, what's his face, uh, Spider Man in the MCU in Civil War. They hired his like stunt double before they hired that actor, right? Oh, Tom Holland. Yeah, because they they started filming some of the Spider Man stuff before the, the Peter Parker stuff. Yeah. They're like, we don't actually need your fucking mug. We just need a gymnast who looks like this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But so Juggernaut rips Wade in half, and then we spend fucking half an hour laughing and giggling about <laughs> a pair of baby legs, which and to pe- me and is, penis. is yeah, like that's such a I don't know, that's just such Did a that also like that's, like that's such a shitty gag to me. Is it, it, it weird? Kind of weird too, because it's like you know, uh, like baby. Baby dick. baby dick. Well, it's an extension of the baby hand from the first movie, right? It, it, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like totally like the the spy who shagged me like one up. Hey, remember that gag? This is it, but just like different and bigger. They, and they did it in the best way they could with like sort of a basic instinct moment, and you see just a fraction of baby dick, which is just it's as awkward as it can be without being like pushing the line to just what just, the fuck is this just a lot of talk of baby dick, and I just wanted to be like, I, stop I putting just, those words together, please. I just hated the whole. Like, look of this stupid ass Photoshop job of Ryan Reynolds standing like fucking oh, four feet tall with the, these tiny little legs. The I don't juice know. was not worth the squeeze on this one, boys. That was a bit of a waste of money. I don't it's, know. That shot people when, loved it though. Yeah, from behind, that was pretty solid. I guess, but it just they milked that sequence with characters coming in and each Although one was, of them gagging, going, "Oh my god, what's then he going goes, on?" Like for Lieutenant Dan and like you know, just a little walk over there. Yeah, he's like, "Let me go." Yeah. Oh it's, man, is it weird that they just sh- all show up to Blinds Al's apartment for no reason at the same time? <laughs> or, or that they're like cables here? Was it okay? Do they even know who Blind Al is? No, no. This movie's out of control at this point. Also, no, no Stanley cameo, right? Uh, yeah, well, uh, no, no him cameo, but there's his face like spray painted in graffiti on an oh, like, uh, okay. uh, established. I gotta say, the, the first one in the strip club that was one of the all time yeah, best because yeah, it yeah, made yeah. it made sense. 
Like, I really hate it when it's just like, oh, okay. Because I don't think Stanley does everything. He does per- almost everything. Almost everything he can. They asked him to please, please refuse to do it for Logan. And he, he was he, like, oh, of course, yeah. stay away. So, <laughs> yeah. So, we so, saw so. you in the strip club. It was inappropriate. Hurts our brand. Oh, that was so good. So this this whole thing just climaxes in our looper situation with the yeah. stupid ass token blocking the shot. All of this is just It's weird that they they would have let him have a token in prison. It's Saturday morning yeah. cartoon shit, man. Yeah. Which is I guess what Deadpool is. Not really. <sighs> I, I don't know, man. It, it they bought into it so hard and because of like the whole time travel thing, it just starts to eat up a whole lot of time of being like Oh, fuck, we're doubling down on this. We're just gonna have to go whole hog. It, to me, it's just too much. If they could, they could have just taken a couple things out and made a little leaner. Like I keep harping on this for the first one. I think it just would have been better. But it is still like very watchable, very enjoyable. It's probably more crowd pleasing. Yeah, as Dan said off the top, like mm-hmm. this is probably one you're gonna watch more. Yeah, for me personally, than for the sure, original. For sure. Yeah, I mean, there's just more moments, right? Um, it continues like this weird trend, like where. Everything has to be about family these days. Every blockbuster is about family. And also every comedy becomes about cocaine, which is this, this weird thing where I've noticed from like, oh, huh. Yeah, Cocaine's I know it's in every R-rated comedy. Yeah, he just does like an entire... That's a great payoff to like the get the joke in the first movie where he's like, oh, I've hidden cocaine in the cure to blindness. Yeah. And he goes back and but I feel like it's it. really, really amazing. It's actually there. Yeah. But I just give it away so quickly. But I, I, I wonder if it, just gets it doesn't it, right? really like register. But I was like, oh, I see the cure for blindness underneath all that. It's, al- it's almost like a joke for him, so that he, he it, it, the joke can be real, right? Like yeah. He can, no, there is actually a cure for blindness. I just wrote it on an <laughs> empty box, but yeah, it's down there. Oh my god, so many laughs, so many laws in this. Movie. What are we giving it out of ten, though? That's an interesting oh, question because uh, it's god. there's some caveats here because I, I I can I'm like a six and a half. I I think it's kind of a lousy movie. I, I, yeah, unfortunately, it's I think it's very enjoyable, but like as a movie, I get probably like a seven. Dan, you kind of oh, liked man. it, right? Man, I did. You know what? Uh, oof, I don't know. Uh, eight baby dicks. Oh no! So out of ten. It, so is that like four regular dicks? Yeah. So out of how many is that? Right. <laughs> four regular. This is so dicks. complicated. Four regular dicks out of seven. So we but we all kind of like this. It. We I all kind of like it more than the first one in some ways. To be honest, I I totally liked it more than the first one. I you know the first one, it's still good. And it still holds up. And again, it's the OG. It's it's you know this one immediately is at a disadvantage because it can't reinvent the wheel. Like we know the fourth wall breaking. We know the style, et cetera, et cetera. But I just had so much fun with how they really, because I don't want to see them do this again. But if this is just a one-off, here's whole hog, everything with the kitchen sink, great. If they do another one, like slash the budget, get down to something a lot more straightforward. Like the first one again, you had your fun and I had a ton of fun with it. So yeah. eight out of 10, fuck it. Okay. Baby dick. No, so. I, I, like, I like what you're saying. I don't know if they'll go that, but they do come full circle. They, the next chapter in Deadpool can just be another standalone thing right like it's yeah they've well, it brought like, everybody back who they need to is there an x-force i guess yeah the X-Force, that's the plan right so it sounds like the next movie is going to be a full but isn't that brilliant with the way the marketing is gone of where course, you've, yeah you've had the x-force in the trailers but nobody nobody thinks so everyone thinks oh man I, we've nice we've seen the x-force this is like their origin this film. is the prequel to the x-force Sweet, movie, we're gonna baby. get to know all these x-force characters oh shit what the fuck they're in like wood chipper they got fargoed Oh my god! Yeah. One guy just fucking like vanishes, electrocuted. It's like the windshield of the bus. Then so if Peter, of course, gets uh, vomited on, yeah, and, it and then the arm is, oh yeah, it's amazing. So, but if we get an X Force movie, then we're gonna get actual X Force characters. So yeah, I don't be, know any of these. Were oh. these were these bullshit? 
helicopter blades. Helicopter blades. That was the other one. Yeah, I think it was like bullshit. These, no, these, these were if these you were knew, minor characters. But if yeah. you if you were familiar with the Deadpool comics, you probably would have thought that this was a joke, and you knew what was coming because oh, this is like a bunch okay. of red shirts, mm-hmm. right? No, it's it's hard to say because in the movies they pick and choose the characters. A lot of movies like uh, teenage Megasonic Warhead. Her her character's entirely different. Has different powers in the comics, right? Okay. <laughs> so yeah. it's hard to say. Like I think they very much tease that this was going to be. The big joining of the X Force. Oh, but as at you say, 100%, yeah. at the end of the movie, like the X Force is going to be Domino, Deadpool, Cable, and then possibly some new Fire characters. Fist. Else they add, yeah, it, Fire yeah. Fist and Dopinder. Yeah, maybe Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's, oh, it's supposed to be Drew Goddard supposed to be writing directing that. They should actually put Bruce Willis with his. What's Drew Goddard doing? X Force. Yeah, apparently. Oh, whoa, that's pretty dope. But they know Joseph Gordon-Levitt should be in with his like makeup and looking so stupid like Bruce Willis makeup, <laughs> unibrow, the dumbest makeup job ever. No, and everyone, was everyone was like, "Oh, that actually looks like Bruce Willis." No, it fucking doesn't. No, no, it did because his of his mannerism. Yeah, the makeup was bad. But the, my favorite part in that movie is the uh, the beginning where they like uh, after he retires from being a hitman. There's like that montage throughout his life, yeah. right? He's going to like Shanghai and yeah, stuff. It, and, yeah, in my head, awesome. I'm like yeah. and like. Uh, uh, slowly, like Joseph Gordon's hair gets longer and he gets a little older, right? In my head, I was like, "Oh man, when when is it the moment they're gonna switch to Bruce Willis and how are they gonna do it?" And it's just hilarious because when it happened, it's just like Bruce Lick- Willis dressed up as the pr- previous shot of uh, JGL with slightly like long hair, and then yeah, it slowly it's gets so shorter. Bad. It's so bad, but oh, it's so hilarious. I feel like th- it was a smart idea. They just went with the wrong casting, right? I Don't mean, get Bruce Willis. He doesn't give a fuck about movies anyway, man. No, well, no. They yeah. they cast him first for the uh, to, to pick, aren't to, Ryan Johnson and JGL the boys, and then yeah. Ryan Johnson really wanted to work with JGL yeah. again, right? Uh, okay, guys, that's our show. We could go on forever, probably about Looper because it sucks. <laughs> you don't like Looper? Not really. Oh, what? No, because it's like a dumb story. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a farm. You know what? I don't like farmhouse. It's a prequel farmhouse. to A Quiet Place. It's a, prequel, it's a prequel to A Quiet Place. I don't like farmhouse movies. Movies where like they're set in some other area, and then all of a sudden you hit, you go to a farmhouse, and then the momentum just goes. <laughs> it's a farmhouse movie. I, I guess you just don't like Joy. <laughs> don't like Age of Ultron, bro. Next anyway. next week on the show, or I mean two weeks from now, is yeah. Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Dan, I think you might join us. Oh, I'll be there, Rick. Ready. I think you might join us. This should be a good one, or it should be a bad one, or it should be a contentious one. It's a Star Wars movie, so people are going to get mad and either way get happy and I, all sorts of things. I, for one, am looking for it because I love the character of Han Solo, except I hated Harrison Ford's natural charisma yeah, exactly. and performance. Yeah. So definitely. And his swagger and his memorable voice. Oh, and, those were the worst parts of Han Solo, right? So I, I'm really glad that they de- they did, did all that. And yeah, and they bring in a voice. It's the summer of Brolin and Bettany, baby. Bring in a voice coach, probably. It's probably what mm, they need to do. No, Sounds I mean, like a good thing. From the cin- cinematic master that is Ron Howard, director yeah. of uh, The Dilemma, starring Vince Vaughn and Kevin James. Um, Rick, can we find you on the internet anywhere? You can find all my reviews, blog posts, all that good stuff, at Rick Chung, rickchung.com. Nice. YVRK.com, at YVRK. Okay, that's another whole project. That's 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 my side project. It's all sorts of like sliders and milkshakes and stuff. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know where you're going at. Don't don't you go out for uh, for sweet yummy eats all the time? Sure. <laughs> Dan, what do you got for us? Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Dan Nichols. You can find me there. Everything else is on the Feedback Society. Starting this week, listen up for your movie minute on 
Sea Fox here in Vancouver. Oh, okay. It's new new gig. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Congrats. Thanks. I'm glad uh, to uh, see your RIP Roundhouse Radio. Yeah, you're back yeah, on here. Fuck. That that was sad to see. So fuck yeah. But oh, you geez. don't miss a Before beat. Out. Apparently, there's not a dull moment. No idle hands, man. If those fuckers get too idle, oh. you don't know what's gonna happen. That's a good movie, Devin, Devin Sawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Devil's crazy. Playground is just. Doesn't he get up. like a bottle in his head and shit? <laughs> yeah, Seth Green. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, hands. He does like the Leatherface joke. The, the, and the that was like a, just a total beat off movie for Jessica Alba, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. Pre- <laughs> Everyone's just like the premise. Yes, of, we know exactly what the you're premise saying. and title of that movie are straight like I terrible. Fuck off. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. You can follow the show at Vertical Viewing. You can email us verticalviewing at gmail dot com. Website's Vertical Viewing. Go Stop. there. Donate. Help us out. You want to go to patreon.com, get all sorts of goodies, slash vertical viewing. There's all sorts of tiers, one, two, three dollars a month. That's fun. You can actually suggest flicks. Don't suggest Looper, a Serbian film. Yeah, if you suggest Looper, we're going to have to do it, but I'm going to be mad. Ryan Johnson. Just keep mm, suggesting farmhouse movies. Mm. Ryan Johnson, everyone's like, he's so amazing. He's directed so many good movies. Uh, like, kind of like maybe only one, and then he made Last Jedi, so. You didn't like, like Brick? Or you know, the, Brick is like the only good one. Brothers Bloom? Yeah. You can go to uh, iTunes, I guess, right? Apple Podcasts, rather. Google Play. TuneIn Radio. Whatever the fuck you want. Uh, Rick, are there any final thoughts? Dan, do you have any final thoughts? What are, you, what are you leaving us with? Keep it vertical. Oh, is that it? That's it. I like that. Okay. 